Hey, everyone. In addition to our regular monthly events, we're hosting a special refugee show at Bumpport Theater on Wednesday, May 31st at 8 p.m. Come hear stories from refugees on the theme of home and learn more about Denver refugee organizations and events in preparation for World Refugee Day in June. Our next regular monthly shows will take place on Tuesday, June 13th at Tiger Tiger Tavern in San Diego and Wednesday, June 21st at Bumpport Theater in Denver. The theme will be Road Trip. Next storyteller. All right, next storyteller. Next storyteller. Our next storyteller. Welcome to the Narrators Podcast. This podcast collects stories that were told at the Narrators, a monthly storytelling event that features people telling true stories based on a theme. Today's story was just too absurd to be told by one storyteller. So Hannah Duggan and my co-host Aaron Rollman have broken their story into two parts, chronicling their run-in with a cat-stealing witch and a novelty showerhead in Winnipeg, Canada. Hannah and Aaron are founding members of Bumport Theater, the home of our Denver show, and they're just two of my favorite people on the planet. This story was recorded live on April 19th, 2017 at Bumport Theater in Denver, Colorado. The theme of the evening was Jinx. So uh, I'm Aaron. I work here at Bumport Theater, and I'm, uh, I co-host the narrators, as is obvious. Um, my uh, co-host, uh, Ron's up in the booth um, doing all that the fancy tech stuff. Um, the theme, if, well, if you don't know what Narrators is and you need to prepare yourselves pro- properly, um, uh, it's a true storytelling show, so everyone who gets up here is going to tell true stories about their lives uh, that supposedly have something to do with the theme <laughs> of the night. Uh, the theme is Jinx. Um, and I actually didn't really know what to talk about, um, and I was like, oh, different, how can I interpret Jinx? And so then I was thinking of, uh, spe- like, casting casting one, although I don't think we say casting a Jinx. I don't think that's in our lexicon. But I think we all know what I mean <laughs> when I say casting a Jinx. Um, and so uh, I thought of uh, the time that uh, my friend Hannah, my friend and coworker Hannah and I, uh, ended up uh, staying the night at a Canadian witch's house, so a Wiccan. Um, I don't think that uh, she cast any jinxes on us that were lasting, but it was a very weird evening. And I've often wanted to talk about this at Narrators, but the story's too long to tell in one go, and I would get in trouble with Ron for taking up all the time. And so what I've done this evening, in, so that you can get the whole story, is I've booked Hannah on the show so she can tell the rest of it later. So that's how the story is going to come out in two parts. Um, so uh, part one, uh, we were doing um, a fringe festival up in Canada, in Winnipeg. And um, so the whole theater company drove up to Winnipeg, and the way that fringe festivals work often is that they try to find the visiting artist places to stay. So, you know, people in the community will offer up a room in their house, and then it's really friendly and lovely, and you get to know uh, some of the locals while you're doing the theater festival. And so we were uh, told in advance that this woman named Gypsy had a lot of animals, and is that going to be a problem? Like, a lot of animals. The list was like snakes 
snakes and turtles and dogs and cats and everything. And we were like, no, that's not a problem at all. We will stay there. It's no big deal. So we, it's after a long drive and we get into town and we're kind of dirty and gross. And before we split up, because the, we have to stay at three different houses, the members of the theater company are split up between three houses. And so before we all get dropped off at our, our places, we decide let's have dinner together. And so we eat some Chinese food because we're in Canada. Um, and so we have some Chinese food and then we get dropped off. And uh, the first thing that happens to Hannah and I uh, is um, we can't open, we're yelled at to not open the gate because the dog is something, 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 and but we're yelled at. And then we kind of make our way through the yard and up to the front door. And no, at no point does anybody say something along the lines of, oh, welcome. Th you know, uh, uh, this is who I am. Who are you? Um, uh, how was your drive? N none of that. Which is what you expect from Canadians. The first thing that was said to us when we entered the house was from uh, Gypsy's uh, teenage daughter, and she said to us, don't touch my stuff. <laughs> cool. So um, they had taken in a lot of strays. There were a lot of animals, and also no judgment, because my house is often dirty too, but there was a level of filthiness in the house that was like not um like companies coming over <laughs> you know and we were like oh okay you know that's all right and um <laughs> so we meet gypsy who as i said in the beginning is a witch she's a wiccan she at one point has us look at i don't think we were allowed to touch it if i recall a staff um <laughs> her staff uh <laughs> that's hannah it's my turn right now um so so uh uh we and then there's gypsy's daughter whose name i do not recall uh and uh her teenage daughter's best friend is what i think he is uh he was probably in his late 40s, early 50s, and um, like just hung out at the house all of the time. And he, he was by far the friendliest person involved in the whole thing. And he immediately, by way of being helpful to strangers in town, told us where to get the cheapest cigarettes, the cheapest meat, but make sure it's not green, and the cheapest breakfast in town, which he said was the cafeteria in the post office, which surely is for post office personnel only. But you can get a cheap breakfast. So we were like, that's so nice. Thank you so much for being helpful. And we find out really quickly, sort of inappropriately quickly, that they make, uh, the how Gypsy makes a living, Gypsy and her daughter make a living, is that they find things, and I think find might be a pretty broad term, <laughs> and then sell them. And so they hold like uh, garage sales all the time and stuff like that. And so we're feeling great about leaving all our belongings like on the premises for the 10 days we're gonna be in town, like that's gonna be terrific. 
And um, so they, uh, they show us our room, which Hannah is going to describe later. Um, and we, you know, really quickly kind of start whispering. We're like, okay, this is not a good situation. And we need to, we need to go talk about what we're going to do about this. Like we can't, st- we, I don't know if we can stay here, but we don't want to have a whole conversation in hushed tones. So we're like, okay, we're going to go ask, is there a place nearby that we can, you know, grab a bite to eat and we'll, f- that'll be our excuse to leave. And we're going to go have a conversation about what is happening. So we go upstairs and we're like, is there some place to eat? And Gypsy says, yeah, there's a pizza place. It's just, you know, five blocks that way. And we're like, great. We're just going to go, you know, we've been traveling. We're hungry. We're just going to go grab a bite to eat. And she's like, great. I will come with you. (laughs) Oh, no, no. That's, you know, that's all right. It's, you know, like, oh, we're just, well, go grab something. And she's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to come. I'm going to come. It'll be great. I'm going to come. So she put on her Labatt slippers that were shaped like cans. And we walked to the pizza place together. I don't know if now is the right time to remind you that we had just eaten Chinese food when we got into town, but Hannah and I were not hungry. And now we're in a pizza place. Gypsy, by the way, doesn't want to eat. She's just there for the company. And so now we have to order pizza and not have the conversation that we were trying to have And that is probably when we're in sort of close quarters in the pizza joint, when we notice all of the track marks on her arm, like covered in like fresh track marks. And that's, you know, that is the life of some people. Um, I think, as a side note though, that if you are a Wiccan who believes that you are astral projecting, I think that being a heroin addict makes that suspect. <laughs> I'm not saying it about all Wiccans. Hashtag not all Wiccans. But, um, so we're, you know, like, okay, it's very, we're already, we weren't hungry. Track marks and pizza, particularly unappetizing combination. But we were like, it's okay, that's fine. Everything is, we're going to just talk when we get back, and it's fine. So uh, we have a conversation, and we finish our pizza, and we're on our way back. And she sees a kitten, like, just running uh, in the, along the street or something, and immediately says, oh, great. Now we're going to have to take that in. And I was like, N- uh, no, what? <laughs> and so that's how we figured out that maybe the strays weren't so much strays as, like, just animals that she saw and assumed needed a home, and she was probably stealing everybody's animals out of the kindness of her heart and taking them home to her lovely, in the lovely environment that she lived in. So, you know, we're, like, trying to send messages via our brains to the cat. We're like, run, kin! Go while you can! You don't want to eat pizza after Chinese! (laughs) And that's when she stopped us to tell us that we needed to, like, surround this tree in the neighborhood and touch it so we could feel its energy. And that's where I'm going to leave us, (laughs) is on the street 
touching a tree with Gypsy in her Labatt's slippers. <laughs> okay, I want to say for the record, um, my version of this being the themed jinx is kind of like, uh, you owe me a Coke, because we did it together. We lived through it together. It happened together. Um, also, we actually love witches and people who hug trees and feel good about the universe. We just don't like junkies who steal people's cats and things and sell them in their front yard. So, I think we left off. We were hugging a tree. Of, and I also I should say it was getting dark. Like, we ate like our big Chinese meal before the pizza at a relatively late hour, or no one lives in Winnipeg after like 7 p.m. I don't know what the deal is with that place. Um, but it was getting dark and we're like, oh great. We're just gonna have to deal with this for now. So we continue after the hug of the tree. We continue on our way home and Gypsy finds a penny. <laughs> and and she picks it, picks it up. She's like, you see, the universe is answering. You put it out there, it gives it right back to you. But we were like, that's a Canadian penny. <laughs> so I don't think so, Gypsy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but at that point, we were just like, oh, this is the most horrifying thing. We're like, yeah. Scared, scared walking in this weird, scary Winnipeg we thought was going to be great with Canadians. We were scared. So we finally get back to the house where we had left our things, I think, in the living room, and we could tell that they hadn't been touched, so that was a plus. Um, they're like, Let's, let me show you to where you guys are going to be staying. And we're like, great. So we <laughs> turn the corner, and we go down into the basement. And it's a basement, like... Not a Highlands Ranch basement. <laughs> it's no windows. Not like even the ones that are so dirty filled with leaves. No, nothing. Um, it is filled with crap. Lots of crap. There's a green, I think it was a green like shag rug. Clearly with no matting or anything because it was like cement on green rug. Piles of crap. I think there was a Garfield poster, if I'm remembering correctly. Or that was one of the cat's names. Who knows? Anyway, it was wet. It was wet down there. Everything was damp and smelled damp and wet. We're like, this is great. Thank you so much. We're so tired. Are we here? And we gotta go to bed. So she was like, great, okay. Goes back up the stairs. And Aaron and I are like, oh, we're fucked. <laughs> we're definitely in big trouble. But at this point, it was late. We did have a cell phone. It was 2000, and we had a big old, it wasn't one of the big ones, but it was a chunka of a cell phone that we shared so we could get to, because we went there with our theater group, and there were these boys that stayed with other households. But we, you know, just to get in touch, we're like, we'll deal with it in the morning. So <laughs> we had pointed to, when Gypsy was down there, we had, now if you guys remember these, there are these things that look like a chair, but you can like fold them down, it's like plunk, plunk. 
You know those things that they're supposed to fold into a bed? And it's like a little bit bigger than a twin bed? Well, that was our bed. And I think we brought sleeping bags, which may have been our only saving grace. But of course, it was wet. Everything was wet. We're like, let's just go, let's just go to bed. So we fold down the bed thing. And I don't even know how this happens. So it's like three quarters, you know, three of the things. This whole top half was plywood. <laughs> so we had this square and that square. So only this part of our body, you know, was on a wet cushion, which I guess was like, which is not a good thing. So we're like, fuck. We're like, let's just go to sleep. Let's just go to sleep. So we put on all of our clothes and put on our hoodies and like tied them up tight. We're like, let's just see what happens. Now, as the night went on, I don't even, I don't think we turned out the lights either because it was we were scared about what would come out. But we like dimmed them. If there even were lights, it was probably one of them with a ching. So scary. But through through we didn't sleep. As far as I know, we didn't sleep. Because upstairs, they were playing the Oprah theme song over and over and over. It was, this is it. Run on, run on, see what tomorrow will bring. Run on, run on. Do you guys remember that early 2000s Oprah theme song? It, it, it was, it happened. And I really don't think they watched the shows. I think they only played the theme song over and over and over loud. So we would wake up, look at each other and giggle if we slept. We don't know. It was a hallucination. Morning comes early. Because, <laughs> of course. And um, <laughs> morning always comes early. Um, <laughs> that's the dumbest thing anyone's ever said. Um, so we we get up and we're like, let's just like, and we had we had ta- brushed our teeth the night before. And we're like, okay, the bathroom looks like it's functioning. Let's just let's clean up because I mean, I was 24 years old when they picked me up to go on this trip. I was so fucking hungover. I was hungover. I, when I got into the car, everyone's like, what's wrong with you? And then they looked and I had a piece of gum with a cigarette butt stuck to it, like on my sleeve. Like that's how I was living those days. So I was like, let's just like take a shower. Let's be, let's be humans today. After that 16 hour drive to Winnipeg where we didn't stop. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a shower, which I was 24. So we go in. We pull back the, I pull back the, sh- the curtain, and I'm going down to turn on the water, and I realize it's a fake shower. Now, when I say fake, you're like, what are you talking about? Let me describe to you. So there was a, a shower things, you know, like the nozzle with the things, and then about two inches above it, they had, like, hot glued a tube that went up the wall, not connected to anything. And then at the top, there was a fake shower head. Now when I say fake shower head, I mean like a, like a novelty shower head. 
Like it had fake plastic drips coming off of it. <laughs> and I mean, it was like, that was, that was, we were like, this is a witch. Cause first of all, where do you buy that? And second of all, what the fuck is happening? So we're like, oh God, great. So we, you know, take a wash rag and try to be civilized people. We call, you know, the guys that we were with. There were two, two, four boys. They each were at, at two different houses. They pull up and they're like, God. You know, we get in the car and Aaron and I are like this, bloodshot. And they're like, what is, what's the matter? They're like, we're like, well, well, the family is kind of weird. We're like, how are your families? And one couple's like, oh, he's a train collector. He knows all about Caboose Hobbies in Denver. He has a train that goes from one room to the other and our beds were so comfortable and clean. We're like, awesome. And they're like, to the other guys, how is your place? They're like, oh, they're just these young, cool, you know, yuppies, rich, great food, put out breakfast for us, it was great. And we're like, oh, okay. So we start to drive away, and we begin to tell them the story. And they're like, okay, well, we gotta, we gotta go get your shit. <laughs> like you, you can't leave that stuff there. They're gonna take it. They're gonna sell it because the weekend's coming, and that means yard sale. We gotta get your shit out of there fast. So we're trying to figure out how are we gonna do this without this turning into a weird you know, heroin witch situation where we're like, thank you, but no thanks, and get our shit out. So what we did, we eventually just went in, and we were happy and smiley and friendly, and we grabbed our stuff and got out of there. And we were free. And what's the funny part about it, we didn't know this at the time, but in Winnipeg, in Canada, they were paying the people to let people stay there. Like, the government paid you to let artists stay with you. You would think that red flag should like be in there somewhere. Like the government should be like, well, are you sure about that? Your income is yard sales. Not that that's a bad thing, but you know. But so we did make, we did finally get another house to stay. She was a God-fearing art lover. So, you know, you have some, you take another. Thank you. <laughs> I really can't stress enough that it was a novelty showerhead. I really don't think people understand or believe us when we try to explain it. They think it's a showerhead that's not hooked up. No, it's like a pretend one. That like if you come across enough novelty puke and fake poop, you need to take a novelty shower with your showerhead. Like, I don't know how it exists in the world. Never seen one since. The Narrators is produced by Robert Rutherford, Mary Robertson, Aaron Rollman, and me, Ron Doyle. Our assistant producer is Sydney Crane. Our theme music is by Whalehawk. And our founder and executive producer is Andrew Orvidal. A very special thanks to our amazing sponsors, Illegal Pete's, Sexy Pizza, From the Hip Photo, and Renegade Brewing Company. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. 
and join us at one of our live monthly shows, which take place every second Tuesday of the month at Tiger Tiger Tavern in San Diego, California, and every third Wednesday of the month at Bumport Theater in Denver, Colorado. Both shows start at 8 p.m. and are always free to attend. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter, and for past episodes, photos from our live shows, and a list of our upcoming events and themes, please visit thenarrators.org. Thanks for listening.